It's time for episode 273 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where it's always the most wonderful time of the year. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I'd like to introduce my very special co-host, the birthday boy himself. Oh, Happy Lord. birthday, Micah. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. It, and Am I allowed to birthday. talk? Is it your birthday, Micah? Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Is. Carry on with the show, and then we'll get back to it. <laughs> I was saving it up for the. I was saving it up for the intro. Oh, good. I love uh, it. This is the show where we talk about four tech topics with two wonderful guests. To my left, it is the head honcho over at Emojipedia. You heard him already. It's Jeremy Birch. Welcome back, Jeremy. Sorry for butting in. Happy birthday, Micah. I just couldn't thank hold you. it in. It was very exciting. I had no <laughs> it's idea. It's very, very festive, I understand. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And to my left is the co-creator of Capsicum app, uh, as well as Stamp Pack, which is one of my favorite sticker packs in the whole entire app store. It is Heidi Helen Polipus. Hello, Heidi. <laughs> Hello, hi Micah, and happy birthday, OMG. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited that you're here with us for the first time. I'm very excited to be here too. Well, it's a very exciting day all around. I'm going to kick things off talking about, obviously, another super exciting thing, which is it's been another day, so therefore we have another Facebook privacy scandal or three. My question for you is, what's your current relationship with Facebook as a platform, and do these latest revelations encourage you to change it? Uh, Do you think this will prompt anybody to change things or are we kind of in a world now where people are just like nah, it's facebook being facebook jeremy i think you're giving a lot of credit to the average person to even know there's anything <laughs> happening on facebook <laughs> i mean people in the in the real world and i say that in a in a good way I'm, I'm referring to the real people of the world with real jobs that aren't on podcasts and aren't on twitter the people on facebook they don't know anything's happening they don't care my mom doesn't care uh friends that have normal jobs don't care i've i've asked them before you know what do you think about this privacy thing or that privacy thing Thing, and the answer is always like, oh, what are they going to do with my info? I don't care. Like, what are what are they going to do? So, no, people don't care. Uh, I don't think people won't ever care. They're worried about their family, their health, their kids, maybe. Uh, yeah, they've got so much else going on in their life. Facebook is so far down the list of do other companies have my information and are they using it in various ways that I might not agree with. Is just not even remotely on their radar. For me, I've cut back on my use, but that does nothing. I mean, let's be honest. Even if you delete your account, they still know who you are. They still buy databases of information where they know more about you. And uh, nothing we do. It's all futile. And, <laughs> and, and Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday. <laughs> yeah, I remember it being the most wonderful time of the year. I missed that. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Thanks for really, really, slide, really, keep, really quick. keeping Micah's birthday going nicely. <laughs> Well, I agree with most of Jeremy's cynicism. Um, I think that, you know, very right that there's a lot of the stuff that folks just don't know and won't know until, uh, you know, we've got these holidays coming up where everybody gets together and the one uh, nerdy tech person in the family is like, let me tell you what's horrible about the Internet. (laughs) Uh, So that'll be my job. But I actually (laughs) just uh, deleted my Facebook yesterday. In the past, I've deactivated it. Um, throughout like many years ago and then throughout 
throughout time, I've deleted it or rather deactivated it several times. But yesterday I just put in motion the full on deletion. Um, the NAACP called for a boycott of Facebook uh, as well. And that was just kind of like, all right, I am done with this. Um, I did just tweeted, though, and I know that this is the case. I'm really kind of frustrated that removing face like to to truly delete facebook and not use it means having to get rid of instagram and i don't want to do that i instagram is like one of the only positive social networks <laughs> that's still in my life and i don't want to get rid of it so i have not deleted my instagram account i plan on keeping it so i know that you know F facebook is still there and as jeremy points out even if facebook wasn't uh, even if I did delete my Facebook and Instagram accounts, they've still got data on me through other people and, you know, photos that others have posted of me. So there's no escaping it. It's true. But I'm done with the site. Like, if that's the one thing I can do, then that's what I'm going to do. Can I add uh, one, one, one minor thing that is very smart with Facebook and their Instagram purchase? Obviously, that's huge for them. You know, hey, everybody, don't look at Facebook, you know, Instagram, you know, they're a different thing. But uh, as the owner of a Facebook page, when you own a company like Emojipedia with over a certain number of likes or fans on your page, you now need to go through a lot of steps to prove who you are to stop with election meddling and all this sort of thing and one of those steps is they require a phone number now on these accounts which they never used to mm. uh i've never linked my instagram and my facebook they're completely separate everything is separate i gave facebook my phone number for in theory the express purpose of just proving that emojipedia has a legitimate contact and within a day instagram's going jeremy is this still your phone number oh my <laughs> word so uh yeah there's it's it's the same thing it's all the same but uh, admire your uh, your dedication to at least to the idea of leaving it maybe even if everybody <laughs> left then they'd be left with nothing so that would be something Heidi what are your thoughts well first of all I am concerned about the scandals that Facebook is facing right now um, however I I still do use my Facebook and I don't plan on deleting mine I, I don't use it very often but I still use it occasionally to keep up with the family and friends. And I manage a few pa pages from um, some of the apps I work on. And like Micah, I really love Instagram. I, I'm on there like an hour a day. I was just looking at my <laughs> statistics recently. And yeah, I'm really a fan of Instagram. And I, I, I wouldn't want to delete that because of the scandals that are going on with Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's kind of how they get you. Uh, I've never been a very heavy Facebook user. I went on today to check, like, what information was on there. I was like, oh, there's virtually nothing uh, about me on here that, like, at least that I have voluntarily put there. The one thing, funny, Jeremy, that you mentioned the phone numbers is I had my phone number there and I removed it, which is a little bit like, you know, what they say, <laughs> closing the barn door after the horses are out. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I don't go on Facebook that much. Like, uh, you know, like you guys have said, there's already so much stuff that's there that I can't dial back, you know, pictures other people have posted or, um, you know, information about me through other sources that it's like, well, I try not to sweat that too much because, you know, so much of this stuff has already been leaked that it's like, well, uh, you know, people already have my social security number. So <laughs> I guess I don't worry too much about my that photo of me from a stupid party 10 years ago. Um, I would, I tempted always to, to like delete my account, but like you guys, I don't want to necessarily get rid of Facebook or of Instagram, which I do use fairly frequently. 
And for me, I just dip into Facebook every once in a while to catch up with people who I don't see in any other venue. I don't post there very much, although I do do a little bit of like marketing and promotion there for my books and stuff. But like, that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really go in there for any other reason. And so I I feel like I'm at a comfortable level with it. But, you know, it also wouldn't take that much to tip me over into like, nah, I could walk away from this at any time. Anyways, thanks for your thoughts on that. Let us go to topic number two, which comes from Jeremy. So I'm here coming to you from London. It is very dark uh, after 4 p.m. every day. It's cold. But one nice thing about this is I've been testing out the new night mode on the Pixel camera, which is something that Google released a couple of weeks ago now. And it's incredible. It, it You take photos in very dark scenarios, and it gives you a very usable photo in a way that the iPhone can't do anything like in my opinion so what i am wondering from the rest of you though is have any of you tried this this night mode on the pixel or any other feature on a different phone than your iphone that you really wish would just come to ios already night mode is ridiculous and i want it so bad (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i love i i i just was scrolling through a bunch of uh twitter photos whenever night mode like had the press blast just drooling practically at and going what in the world this is ridiculous it's incredible the the pictures that it's able to crank out and some folks were kind of wah, wah, wah about it that oh well it's just you know some some filtering and bringing up this and bring and it's like there's so much going into it and so many people have no idea about lighting when it comes to taking their photos talking about the people who have facebook accounts that are the normal everyday people those folks are not paying attention to oh yes let's get some key lighting over here and we've got uh, <laughs> A big bright light back there, or let's make sure we take all the photos in the sun. They're not thinking about those things. They just want to take photos of their kid blowing out birthday candles in the darkest Chuck E. Cheese. And the way that you pull that off is by having a camera that can, you know, both capture low light photos, but then take those and process them to pull out those details. So I don't care about how much hate it would cause, but I really want Apple to just copy this feature, just straight up copy this feature, because I like I I cannot tell you how awesome I think this is. I think it's such a cool feature, and the quality of the photos and the the detail that gets pulled out is ridiculous, and it just has me going. How are they doing that? What, Heidi? What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, I'm a big Apple user. I'm. I'm really a fan and very loyal to Apple, so I don't usually see what's on other what's on other phones. But I did watch a video about the night mode, um, and I was really blown away. I was like, "Wow! Like the photos look like um, they're taken during the daytime when they're at night." And I was I was like, "That's incredible!" And um, I recently tried to take like a photo um, of the beach at night because I'm like, "Oh, the moon looks beautiful over the beach." And, um, like it turned out pretty crappy. Um, (laughs) it might be because it's a live photo and I don't know like what other things you have to change to get it to look good, but it didn't look, it didn't look great. Um, I think we've all taken that photo before. We've all been there (laughs) somewhere, nice dark scene. We've gone, this looks amazing. Take the photo. Oh, it's rubbish. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, it would be cool if, like, in the app- Apple's camera app, they had, like, a little moon icon you could tap for night mode, or also if it just worked automatically when it was dark, that would be pretty good. 
That would be pretty good. I I looked jealously at some of those night mode pictures, and like like you guys, I I was on a beach not that long ago, thinking the moon looks really great here. So I have a terrible picture. <laughs> I do have that picture. Um, yeah. So I think that's definitely among the top requests I would have from Android features to make their way over to iOS. Though another one that um that I think would actually be super handy, maybe less on the iPhone than on the iPad. Uh, my understanding, and I, I also don't use Android phones that much because um, most of the people I know use iPhones, but I believe that Android has support for multiple user accounts on a single device, which would be a, a, something I've, I've looked for on the iPad for a long time in specific because they tend, I find, to be shared devices, and it would be nice if you could hand over your device to somebody else in your household and not necessarily have like, oh, yeah, you're in my texts and my email and my Twitter and all of that jazz, uh, and instead be able to swap it to their account and, oh, you can watch your Netflix queue or this show that you rented or what have you. It, it seems like I understand Apple would love for us all to buy iPads and, uh, and iPhones and computers for each person in our house some of us simply aren't going to do that so it would be great if they had more of the support like they have for the education classrooms where you actually have the ability to have different profiles after all we've had that in the mac for years so that would be one of my top picks yeah that would be the even a guest mode would be quite nice just it doesn't have to be lots of users just some kind of safe mode without access to all your files uh and all your messages coming in if you just want to show someone a website or a video but uh yeah that i think that one and this night mode i use a pixel and an iphone uh I, my iPhone is my main carry phone, but believe it or not, I've begun carrying my Pixel at nighttime as a camera. The night mode is that good that I will literally, for the first time in my life, carry two phones. You because literally have night- a day phone and a night phone. I literally <laughs> have a day phone and a night phone. I'm that guy now. Uh, wow. Wow. You think wow. you know somebody. I'm ashamed of what I've become. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. Apple, please just put this in the phone. Call it night sight. I feel like that would be good. Sort of like eyesight. Oh, yeah. And it would be very... People with a Pixel are going to lose their mind in a year. I feel like someone slamming desks at Apple right now saying, Mm -hmm. we need this. We pride ourselves on photos and photography driving iPhone sales. And here we have my Pixel's a year old. The camera's fine, but uh, something in AI doing an incredible job of just photos that you cannot possibly take on the iPhone. So I expect to see it in a year. I think Pixel fans are going to get real mad when the headlines say Apple's done a great job, but I don't care what happens. Just just put it on the iPhone. It's good. Put well, it on the phone. Amen. Just do it. <laughs> we'll check in in a year. All right. That's two topics down, two topics to go, which of course means it's halftime here at Clockwise. And this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at $5 a month, and you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, even chat over IRC in the Linode community if that kind of thing appeals to you. They know how important it is to get the help you want, and they have a suite of amazing guides and support documentation to give you reference when you need it. Linode's intuitive control panel will allow you to deploy, boot, resize, snapshot, and clone your virtual servers in just a few clicks. And it all features two-factor authentication to keep you safe. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at a gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com clockwise, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. 
on the one gigabyte of RAM plan that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's absolutely nothing to lose. So go to lino.com slash clockwise to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code clockwise2018. You're running out of time to use that promo code, folks. Clockwise2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. All right, that's halftime for you. Uh, Micah, take it away. All righty. Uh, mine is a simple question. I'm just curious. How do you decorate your office or workspace? Do you got some fake plants running around? You got some stickers, some Lego? Uh, tell me about your mobile workspace or your home workspace. I'm just curious how you decorate things up. Heidi, we'll start with you. Ah, thanks for asking, Micah. Well, right before recording today, I really cleaned off my desk because I wanted a really clean environment. I have a nice white desk um, and I have lots of white clear and gold stationery, like a, I've got a gold and clear stapler and um, some little pots of uh, pins and clipping. What? I suddenly can't remember the name. Paper clips? Paper clips. Yes. I've got gold paper clips. Very fancy. It looks like you're trying to remember the name paper clips. Maybe I can help you with that. Yeah. I was thinking of Microsoft's Clippy, and I'm like, oh, that's not right. Lots of little clippies. I like the theme. Cool. (laughs) Thank you. So, yeah, my my desk, I would like to keep my desk very clean. Right now, it's a little bit of a mess, uh, in part because I just added a second HomePod to my desk, and I'm running out of space. On the desk, things are falling off. Um, but my primary decorations in my office are there are a lot of things I have up on the walls. Most specifically, my workstation is flanked between. On the left, I've got my nice big movie poster from The Empire Strikes Back because I got to be on brand. Uh, and on my right, I have a very nice framed print of the Incomparable, the other network where I do a bunch of podcasts. Print was made by my friend Glenn Fleischman, and I got a really nice frame for it and everything. It's got a Zeppelin and a robot. It's really cool. Uh, and then I guess, like, just over on my bookshelf to my right, in addition to all the various books and stuff in there, there's, like, a whole shelf full of of Legos, and there's a Skeletor action figure giving me a really weird look right now, and I need that little bit of decoration. It's all I got. Uh, well, uh, in the month of December, I get kicked out of my home uh, spare room slash office for my fiance is very dedicated at work related things. She's a nurse and she sort of helps organize their Christmas parties and things. So my desk is covered in random objects for my fiance's workplace, basically. Uh, so I'm I'm I become a roaming man, roaming the streets of London at cafes, at Google Campus, at various various places. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much going on there. My house is decorated with a tree and some tinsel, and I do have two small, very on brand emoji candles, which sometimes mm. I bring out at this time of year. I was really hoping you just had a bajillion emoji uh just (laughs) the whole office just all emoji everywhere um i have some fake plants that that hang out around my office uh and then a couple real ones and i use because i'm like a smart home fanatic i've got all sorts of light strips and light 
globes and and <laughs> different color things like that. Uh, but for the most part, I keep it relatively minimal because I do like to have a pretty clean workspace. So most of mine is just um, you know the, the small touches of light and those few plants that I have placed around. Are, the, are these smart light switches? Are you toggling them in any clever way, or do you have a, an analog? You turn it on, you turn it off. Oh, they're smart switches. Oh, yeah. This is Micah you're course. talking to. Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to check. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and move on to our last topic, which comes from Heidi. Well, I would like to know, with Christmas around the corner, uh, if you use any apps or services to keep a wish list. I've tried in the past, and I, I generally, when I do keep a wish list, it's just on Amazon because it is such a convenient place to have it. Uh, so I will say on a sort of a related thing, this year my family is doing a secret Santa exchange, which we have tried in the past, but the last time we did it was years ago, and so there was no, you know, we were using old school, like, pick names out of a hat thing. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, we've moved on. That? Yeah, ridiculous. It's the 21st century, after all. <laughs> so we've moved on and used a secret service a secret santa service this year called elfster and elfster does let you make wish lists on it that other people in the secret santa exchange can view and thus make sure that you don't get you know duplicate gifts or like don't know who's perusing your your wish list etc so uh that's pretty cool and we've gotten a lot of use out of that i'll I'll report back to let everybody know how that actually (laughs) ended up working this year (laughs) santa as a service i love it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so in my world, uh, I'm in I'm I'm in trouble town. I don't know what I'm doing. I've got <laughs> um, I have this mental model in my head where I store all through the year. I store long term notes in Evernote when I'm planning ahead, and I go, I'm going to want this in a year. This is an archive of whatever. And then I store quick notes in the Notes app, which is sort of like something I'm doing today. Uh, I run into trouble that then some notes you you just want to write down quickly today, but then it turns out you want them in a year or something. So I'm aware that the Notes app is very good these days. It has checklists, it has all kinds of stuff, and most importantly, it launches so much quicker than Evernote. You wouldn't believe uh, I, I, the number of times that I would put something in Evernote, but just that three-second launch time is too long, and I want the idea straight down. So my Christmas list is somewhere split between Notes and Evernote, depending on how organized I am in any given year, I tried briefly a an app called uh, Gift Planner, and that was good. I liked that. I felt like uh, just for my mental model, I want to just write down words real quick. And even though it technically would let me do that, I just I just want to mash some words into a screen. I don't want to necessarily file who mm-hmm. is this gift for and and how many do you want and how much might it cost. And yes, it's all optional, but for me, I'm not that organized. I think of an idea, I write it down, and then I tick it off, and hopefully then I move it to Evernote so next year I don't give that person the same gift, <laughs> which I have been known to do. Wow, that's a uh, a little bit of a process for me. I am like Dan. I uh, tend to just keep my my own personal wish list and uh, my sort of wish list for others, if that makes sense. Like what I uh, am thinking. Oh, this would be cool to buy for others on Amazon. Um, one reason that I do that uh, is because it's very easy to track what's on sale and like if there's a sale currently or if something's gone up or down in price um 
so I've got like shopping lists for other people. And I used to put the stuff that I, you know, was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get this at some point into a shopping list. I started to just keep it in my cart and clicking that save for later button. And so I can always go uh, into Amazon and check and it has the little notification at the top. It's like, we have messages for seven of the items in your cart. And it'll say, this has gone down in price by this much. This has gone up in price by this much. So it's very handy for me to sort of track deals um, and buy something whenever it makes the most sense uh, financially. Well, that sounds pretty sweet, Micah. Uh, Amazon has actually only been in Australia for one year. Um, Well, we had access to like uh, Kindle books before that, but they've just started selling products in Australia as well. How have you survived? I don't know. <laughs> so, but they don't have like a great range of products right now or like the best prices than what you would get at a store or another online retailer. So, I've started checking it out a little bit, but um yeah, they even didn't have a wish list feature in the Australian store for a while, but they've added it now, I'm pretty sure. Um yeah. So, I have heard that Americans I'll use uh, Amazon for wish lists, but I personally, um, I, I use an app called Sortly, which is not typically for wish lists. It's actually like for adding all the items you own. Like you can add photos and writing and a link even. So like I often like save pictures online and then I add it to to a folder in Sortly called Wishlist. And then if I ever buy it, I move it out of the Wishlist folder into items I own. <laughs> so that's what I do. Nice. Yeah. Well, what whatever works. That's, <laughs> that's the real rule here. That's right. All right. That's four topics down, which means we've reached the end of the show. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But first... I want to tell you a little bit about this week's sponsor. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Kane 11, the company who makes ridiculously comfortable socks in precisely your size. So here's the deal. The socks you're wearing right now, you can check if you want. They're probably one size fits all. We don't all have the same size feet. The folks at Kane 11 thought that since we wear socks every day, or, you know, at least most days, that those socks deserve innovation. Kane 11 men's merino wool socks offer a precise fit. Their name comes from the 11 available sizes, 7 through 17. You'll be amazed when you feel the difference of socks that really fit. Kane 11 socks are engineered for a precise fit, uh, for even better comfort and performance. They're made with merino wool that keeps your feet cool in the summer and more relevant for me right now, warm in the winter. It gets pretty chilly in these parts. And they're made with optimal performance fiber that moves moisture away from your feet to keep them dry all the time. Really important. Kane 11 was nice enough to send us a couple pairs uh, and i gotta say i was really impressed with the way these really is sort of like you know hugged my feet i buy these generic socks so often that are just like oh these fit sizes 10 through 15 or whatever it's like oh well my feet are somewhere in that range uh but it's quite nice to have a a sock that actually fits me well and has a pretty cool design to boot uh, i don't tend to be someone who wears really flashy socks but you know i enjoy wearing them when they come around all purchases come with the Kane 11 promise. If for any reason you don't love your socks, you can send them back for an exchange or return. No questions asked. And Kane 11 socks make the perfect gift for the guy who has everything because he definitely doesn't have these. Once you wear Kane 11s, you'll never go back to the one-size-fits-all socks again. To get your own Kane 11 socks in precisely your size, head to Kane11.com clockwise and enter promo code clockwise to get 20% off your order. That's Kane11.com clockwise, promo code clockwise for 20% off your first order. Our thanks to Kane 11 for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. And it's bonus topic time. My question for you, have you started 
any new holiday traditions recently? Jeremy? Uh, this is going to sound like a self-serving anecdote, and for that I apologize. But uh, <laughs> this is not exactly a new tradition, but something I like to do in the days leading up to Christmas when you've kind of wrapped up your work for the year. If you can find a few hours free, I like to sort of wander through my local bit of the city with just no particular purpose. Hopefully, shopping's done and everything's sort of sorted and just sort of look for opportunities to be nice, either just like giving some money to someone busking or homeless or just smiling. Everyone's sort of in a frantic mess and it's kind of quite calming just going for a wander through and just looking for opportunities to do something pleasant. I've started making mold wine. Uh, that's M-U-L-L-E-D for anyone who <laughs> couldn't quite tell. Those, those mm. words sound different in my accent, I think. <laughs> not moldy uh, one. Yes, not, not yes, moldy one. Yeah. Uh, and folks really seem seem to like it. So I, I have been cooking that up uh, for Thanksgiving, and I will do so again. We celebrate Christmas. So I'll do so again at Christmas. And yeah, everybody will, will enjoy. Well, I don't really have any new traditions this year, but I do wish that I had a Christmas tree. Um, I've never decorated my own Christmas tree, but other family members do. I'm going to lunch with my family for Christmas and they have decorations and lots of yummy food so I'm looking forward to that. My fiance and I started a few years ago with our tradition of pretty close to Christmas going to the local Target and basically setting a $20 limit and then running around and trying to find the most ridiculous small items that fit under $20 to, to put <laughs> in each other's stockings for Christmas morning. <laughs> so we end up with some really ridiculous thing because the closer to Christmas you go, the less there is to choose from. So chapstick and Kleenex it is. <laughs> uh, all right. That's the end of our bonus topic. All that remains is for us to thank our wonderful guest this week, Jeremy Birds. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again for... Uh... Uh, having me on Micah's birthday and clockwise, of course. Aw, <laughs> Jeremy, thanks. And Heidi, Helen, Polypus, thank you so much for being here for your first time. You totally killed it. Aw, thank you, Micah. I really enjoyed it. And happy birthday again. Thank you. Oh, and happy birthday, Micah. I'm glad we could celebrate it with you on Clockwise and all of our listeners. <laughs> yes, thank you, listeners. <laughs> uh, we will be back next week when it will sadly no longer be Micah's birthday. But until then, <laughs> I remind you, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.